Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. Hey there, ho there, and I don't even know how the rest of that thing goes, but uh, welcome to episode 54 of the Kaiju Cast, the uh, podcast that is 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and um, uh, this is episode 54, and the Daikaiju discussion episode for March 2012, and uh, our subject tonight is going to be the very special Gamera versus Giron. We're going to get to that in a minute, but first we're going to play some songs from uh, requests, actually. Well, a couple of requests from the listeners. And uh, we'll start that off with Mia Robbie's prayer from uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla from 1974. <laughs> Shino Mune Neh 
bicycles. We're gonna go and have some fun. We're gonna fill our hearts with love when we ride our bicycles. Oh, it's the Goofy <gasps> Twisted Man. Mom said we shouldn't talk to. Why did they have to shoot my sky? I am the twisted lonely guy. Oh, for fun. I can't help but love Let's those watch kids. the kids go to their fates. They'll disappear into the woods. It will be days before they're found. Corn job will be blamed. <laughs> it's a Why must we sing this stupid song? It's getting really annoying. We apologize for its length. Now we are filled with shame. <laughs> now back to our show. Sorry, yes, and now back to our show. So just to recap there, we played uh, Mia Robbie's Prayer from Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. That was from the 1974 Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. And that was um, that was a request from, uh, request from Benjamin who actually just said something from Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. And because it was a little vague there, I was feeling a little generous, and I decided to play uh, the main theme from Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla as well. And then I followed that up with Akira Ifukube's um, main theme from Gorath, and you'll be hearing a little bit later how this is the 50th anniversary of King Kong versus Godzilla this year, 2012. It is also the 50th anniversary of Gorath, and unfortunately, that film is just kind of not really super available, so I decided to play that, you know. And then um, the last song there was, um, I guess you could call it the bicycle song montage from the MST3K, a.k.a. Mystery Science Theater 3000 version of Gamera vs. Giron, which um, I always find hilarious. And uh, since we're talking about Gamera versus Giron... I guess it's about time to say that uh, it's time for our Daikaiju discussion class. Uh, every month, the Kaiju cast will showcase one particular film from the giant monster landscape and task the listeners with submitting their thoughts, questions, and reviews for the following episode. Thanks to an online tool, I've randomly assigned one movie to each month, solidifying that this show will keep going for a long, long time. This month's film is Gamera vs. Giron, otherwise known as Attack of the Monsters. It was released in Japan on March 21st, 1969, and directed by Noriaka Yuasa. This is a fifth Showa-era Gamera film, and the third film that is hyper-aimed at little kids, uh, which director Yuasa made sure push in all of his Gamera films since the very first one. You know, he didn't do the second film, Gamera vs. Baragon. I digress. This month, Heather, Justin, and I sat down to watch this amusing outer space romp. And uh, honestly, it is one of my favorite Gamera films. Let's hear how that went down. Joining us in the KaijuCast HQ and studio tonight, we have Heather Brask Hello. and uh, Justin Turner. Hey. And we just finished watching Gamera vs. Giron. Guys, 
glorious as Gamera. What would you think of Gamera versus Giron? I love. Yes. I love. That's <laughs> not, not He's bad at this game. He just he just <laughs> finished telling me he ruined one podcast today. It's not <laughs> not above ruining a second. No, no, it's uh, it's definitely not beneath me. Okay, good good to know. But uh, I love this movie. Yeah, this is the this is like the third time you've seen it. Yeah, right. Oh we, yeah. Well, we went to see the film music version twice. Y- yes, that was pretty fun. It was. I, I definitely enjoyed this movie. This is a this is like uh, I think this is as good as the Gamera the old school Gamera films get in my opinion i i honestly think i could i could probably watch this one just over and over you know like i i could have it end and be like that was fun let's do that again it's, and just yeah. and just hit play again yeah, yeah. <laughs> i, I kind of want to watch the msk3 t, uh, or mst3k i want to watch the one with the two robots and the funny dude and the human <laughs> yeah <laughs> justin's a little tired from game storm still yeah. uh was that this past weekend this yeah. was this past weekend right. you can hear all about it on my podcast oh i will maybe do that <laughs> no i'm shaking my head no, no. Oh, okay <laughs> I, uh, that. I, I ruined that podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's not good uh well anyway so uh justin since this is your first time seeing this film I'm ever a virgin yes thank you and uh <laughs> It's okay. It's, it's cool. <laughs> like I said, I've 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 run a, run many a podcast into the ground today. Yeah. Be, so I guess I nice. wanted to know what you what you thought of this film, and I don't think he wants to know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just mute your microphone <laughs> here, and we can just we can just dub in something else later. Yeah. So <laughs> well, well, the dubbing was fantastic. I, I I do I do have to say that I'm going to start off with with I am glad it was dubbed, and I'm glad it was the dub that you chose because. The initial dub we had was way too um, bland. Bland. Yeah, we 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 started it off. It's it's tough to know which uh, we watched. First off, we watched the Shout Factory DVD, which includes both the AIP and the Sandy Frank dub. The Sandy Frank dub is uh, the notorious one used in the Mystery Science Theater versions of the film. The super happy fun one. Yeah, and I, I that's where I first saw the saw the movie was the MST3K. And so, for me, I just really, I like seeing the camera films with the Sandy Frank dubs because I think it's, I think it really adds to the fun of the whole thing. To, it sort of reminds me of, you know, uh, Joel and Crow and mm-hmm. Tom Servo, like, making fun of it. Yeah. If you have more movies with this kind of quality dub, this is, this is the kind of movie I enjoy. So, you know, it had the sci-fi elements that I enjoy, and then, then it had the the excellent dubbing yes well this is uh, i think this is the only one uh except for the there's one more film where he actually goes into space mm-hmm. um, but this is like the only good one and i say good because this is like in terms of the show a gamma films this is a good film even though it's ridiculously cheesy and the effects aren't super great it's um it's just fun yeah no yeah no this was definitely a a fun film i don't know what else to say about it yeah no it's good it's fun fun is a great way to describe it i mean we're probably gonna make fun of it a lot actually because it's (laughs) what what no we did make fun of it a lot yeah we sat here and basically we did our own mst3k kind of riff and and, uh uh, it was fun yeah and and some of our our riffs wouldn't make it on comedy central they'd have to cut it for content some of them yes yes (laughs) yes especially the pizza bit Wait, no, that one. No, the covered. pizza was fine. I think they actually maybe said that in the. Uh... Anyway, so 
uh, Heather. I can't, I can't take him anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Heather, you've seen this three times, and At uh, least this, three is the, times. this is the first time. Oh yeah, did you well, think you'd seen the the one on MSD three K? Yeah, before? Okay. I, I've seen it. At least, at least part of it, part um, a good portion of my original exposure to mystery science theater was, you know, on the on the late night TV. So sometimes you would just kind of come in for part of it, or you know, fall fall asleep halfway through, or oh yeah, you know, wake up and go, oh, it's on, and watch the rest of it. So uh, I saw a lot of mystery science theater in that kind of manner. So. Uh, I I am fairly confident that I saw at least part of this before that, but um, I love this movie. It brings me great joy. This is the only one that has like aliens that um, that have all. It always happens. Everything happens on the on the other world. Mm-hmm. Like you don't. Everything else is an alien invasion tale. Yeah. As far as the Gamera films are concerned, you the aliens come to Earth and. They uh, do this thing where they investigate Gamera's brain, and then (laughs) like you do, and then you get this like really long recap. And I mean, I know we had that with the with the kids and stuff, but it Mm -hmm. was very short in this in this episode of the Gamera films, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, the the recap I was uh, was was nice in that it was quick and uh, what? Oh, sorry. Um, Yeah, it was it was a nice quick recap, and I enjoyed that. Yes. I agree with that. I miss the bouncing ball. Yeah, and the version we watched uh, with the uh, film music people doing providing their own dub and their own uh, sound effects and their own score, they actually had like the karaoke style bouncing ball for the Gamera March, and they encouraged everybody to sing along, and that was a lot of fun. It, I, I mean, I feel like the second time that we saw it, there wasn't even really encouragement. It was just, you know, oh, follow the bouncing ball and oh, yeah. just the entire crowd just started into it and it i don't know what else to call it but glorious yeah that was awesome we saw it so we saw it in the hollywood theater and then we also saw it in one of the parks i want right. to say sewell park in, sure. in in portland and it was like in an outdoor thing where they had the big screen and the inflatable screen or maybe not it was I'm, just a big screen. Let's just call it inflatable because they weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing, you guys. Was, and there was like there was people a bouncy castle behind free, it. Free and ice cream <laughs> and soft drinks and frisbees <laughs> and yeah. Everybody got a free puppy. Yeah, totally. Free puppies for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's a great film for, you know, if you just want to, if you want to sit down and watch something that's enjoyable and laughable and really doesn't take itself seriously in the slightest that is what this film is really good for which i am pretty sure that we that we've talked about this movie together before after that experience um I'm sure on on here but uh i just right now was reminded of those uh those two little girls that were sitting in front of us in the park that were so worried for oh, that's right. so worried yeah. for camera that just reminded me of them yeah. they were tugging at their you know at their dad dad's sleeves going is is, is, he, gonna be is okay? he okay yeah <laughs> yeah that was cute yeah so it was adorbs. pretty cute uh but there are you know we didn't watch i didn't want to watch the subtitled version of this film because it seems like a more serious take and i just not really into that i i watch the camera the show a camera films specifically to have a good time for the fun factor and enjoy enjoy the fact that the monsters look really like goofy just you know 
There's like, no real other way to say yeah. it. The like monster's purple like, cake. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, tasty purple Space cake. Scouse gets cut up and he turns into purple cake. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I honestly, Giron with his you know his knife head is my favorite uh, Gamera foe from this from the show era. Really, I it's he looks kind of dumb but uh <laughs> what is dumb about a giant knife or head that also has throwing stars built into the side of it well i think he did a kermit flail at one point too yeah no. and i did say he looked did he like do, a muppet did he do a kermit flail? Oh, no, no, Gamera, Gamera, Gamera did did yeah. but he does look like a muppet he's got so those half-lit eyes and um i would love a puppet of uh of Giron. so listeners get on that that's right <laughs> we, I, need, we need a puppet for the for the studio here so far that hasn't worked kyle we've tried to use our powers <laughs> No, no, they did work. Remember, Scott uh, Scott sent me that book, that pop-up Oh, that's book. true. Ooh. That's true. Well, no one ever drew me Godzilla on roller skates with a banana phone. You guys. <laughs> so, Matt Frank, if you're listening, you got to help, man. I mean, my heart is broken. Okay. She's, she does cry about that at least one night a week. <laughs> How hard is it? Godzilla, roller skates, banana phone. That's all, that's all I'm asking. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't taken up that mantle yet. I just... I also don't know why I'm asking for it. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> you can. Because I can. Because you can. I can. Um, so, I mean, should we even talk about the bad of this film? I mean, there's what so bad? much bad. <laughs> what bad? <laughs> the bad is yes. The bad is yes? The yes. bad is... Uh, what? It's, it's, I think there's a... In all seriousness... <laughs> I, there's you, a weird blurry line. You guys can't line. see me, but I'm giving him this perplexed look. I just don't a, understand. But there's a b- weird blurry line between the good and the bad in this film compared to other films. Ugly? Ugly? Good, the bad. The good, the bad, the ugly. Sorry. No. Uh, or the, the weird. Good, the bad, the weird. I'll yes, go there instead. Let's go to the weird. Yeah. This Ooh. is a weird. Yeah. But the, you know, this film doesn't have high quality special effects. It doesn't have high quality suit construction acting acting lighting camera work yeah (laughs) storyline plotting costuming i like the story though i mean yeah it's a fine story it's a fun story it is you know it's fun but is it but it's but it's not quality it's it's a fun it's a good fun story it's a good saturday morning cartoon story oh yes for sure oh and you you know what else about this film it's very uh very similar to the other gamma films of this era is that uh the kids are the are the heroes in a sense. I mean, Gamera's the hero, but the kids really do their part in a sense to the uh, Goonies be, squad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> be the, be the guys who are like, they're right. The adults are wrong. Stupid. The adults, adults are oppressive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like is, is, stupid is, adults. Cause hit Tom you with the, the broom. Is Tom the same kid from the Goonies with the, who does the truffle shuffle? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, no, not at all. No, I'm not no. good at this game, but, uh, it's, it's I don't know. This is definitely my favorite of the. Yeah, of the I don't, I don't know how to I don't know how to speak poorly of this. I mean, if I show I don't know if I showed this to somebody and they looked at me like I was a crazy person, then I probably would just lose their phone number because unfriend. Unfriend. <laughs> it's uh, it's just so joyous and wonderful and bad and fantastic and I I just. I I love every moment of it. There's not a there's not a moment that I feel the need to skip through or run out of the room for. Or yeah, I kind of almost want. Well, like this is the first time you've seen this, Justin. But yes. like, I almost want to f- find like a kid, like that has never seen this before, and like show it to them and see see if they can handle the awesomeness of of Gamera versus Gearon. 
Well, I'm not um, typically around children, but if I happen to find one on the street, I'll, I'll bring it in and I'll uh, strap it to a chair. and bring we'll, it we'll, in. Sounds we'll, good. <laughs> bring it in, yeah. <laughs> and I just happen to come home and there's a child strapped to a chair in my house and I have no idea how it got there. I don't know. <laughs> Justin was here. Yeah. Um, it was it was a really good film. I uh, I wish I had seen it earlier. I am I'm glad I hadn't seen it earlier. Maybe at the same time, but uh, no, because if you had seen it earlier, you would have gone to the film music presentation. So that's true. You do you do regret yeah. that, sir? But I but I will watch the MST3K version probably not tonight, but maybe tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah, actually, not about. I did offer to put that on instead of the uh, <laughs> instead of the real one, just because I'm a big fan. Big fan. Uh, and so, I don't know, what else you guys want to talk about this? this space screwdrivers. Space screwdrivers. Everything else, everything was, uh, was mounted onto a gun. Space wrench. Space wrench, space floby. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know that it's a space tool because it's attached to a ray gun. I know. I mm. want, I want the set. Do they sell the set? Because oh they should have that at Sears. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure you can construct your own out of, um, salad bowls and, uh, Nerf guns, metal, um, <laughs> metal colanders. Like I'm pretty sure that middle console, the yellow, was just like a smaller colander oh, yeah. on top of another oh. one, and then they just like painted it all to be one big piece. Dude, my mom, when we were a kid, I'm making weird motions with my hands. Yes. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom had a salad mixing bowl, and it like literally, you'd put the salad in it. Is it the spinner? And. I don't know what that is, but you're, it, it has a top. Let's all on make it. weird gestures with yeah, our hands. A, it's a visual podcast today for some reason. So it's a it's like a bowl with a bowl inside of it, and you put the top on. And it's got a crank, and you crank it around. Salad spinner. Salad spinner. Is that Salad what that is? Spinner. Yeah. Yeah. My mom had one of those, and I swear to God, I saw one in the. I'm pretty the, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, why? That's that's the future. That's space. Future. So that's Science. that's one of those as seen on TV inventions that I never saw because. I lived in the boondocks of Florida. Oh my goodness! Here he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have TV or Spinish shoes. Finish your yarn, Justin. <laughs> I want to hear about the Oki Finoki swamp living you did. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, I would totally show this to anybody, and I everybody agreed. I mean, um, when when film music said they were doing this film, I was like, yes, that's going to be amazing. Well, there's and people I don't like that I don't want to share this movie with. Oh, okay, okay. So your enemies, you you would not show this to your enemies. No, no, or Ian. <laughs> they don't. The listeners to this podcast have no idea who Ian is. That's so. fine. <laughs> Unless you've gone out and sought out, if you sought out the Going Last podcast, yeah, then it's you, probably you a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you. Yeah. Way to promote your own show, dude. Right. He's good at that. That's I'm what, good at that. That's what I'm here for. That's no, that's not I'm sorry. That's not why I'm here. That doesn't make any sense. That's what he keeps me around that, for. That's your official right. yeah. title, right? Yeah. Promotions manager. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Right. That and back scratcher. Yeah. Back scratcher. Back scratcher. <laughs> uh anyway. Uh I don't know. Let's pick uh pick uh two two things each. What were your favorite parts of this film, Justin? Boom. Uh, I would have to say the space screwdrivers. I, I, I really enjoyed those, and the uh, the color commentary of those who were watching it was was quite enjoyable as well. Wee! And I and I, and I know that's not quite uh, not quite what you were asking for, but I think I'll uh, take it. I think the audience that you watch it with 
is a, is also important. You know, where 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 it would have been fun to watch by myself, I think it was uh, so much better watching it with with uh, like minded individuals who who were making fun of the film throughout the entire thing in a light hearted sort of way. Like the uh, like when we watched the Korean Pulgasari yes. film. Yes. Yes, very much like that. Heather, what were your two favorite parts of this movie? Uh, I love the space technology, and I, I, uh, while I do love the you know the screwdrivers and that sort of thing, <laughs> the transporters. I love the transporters <laughs> and you know the uh, the the science behind them and and the magnetic controls that can just be ripped off but can't be broken with rocks. <laughs> I love the fact that they're like beating the controls. <laughs> to death yes on the I rocks. Know. Like, that's um but yeah, i I, I love yeah I, I i love the transporters they're they're probably one of my favorite things in this whole in this whole movie laziest, and then laziest alien i ever. i guess i would go maybe the maybe maybe the the rapport between that poor little girl and the adults while she's trying to run around and convince them all that, no, I swear, they're totally not on this planet anymore. Like, do you see them? No, they've been gone for weeks. Why does no one believe me? And I just love that. It would she's be just, funny if they were actually gone for weeks, right? Like, it seems like they should have been gone for you weeks. You would think it would be a while, but apparently it was one day. Or that mother really just neglects her children because that girl was in the same outfit the yeah, whole time. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other one was half giraffe and they don't know how to tell time. <laughs> giraffes <laughs> correct i've never seen a giraffe with a wristwatch you clearly have a point. well th- i think uh if i had to clarify my two two favorite parts about this one would just have to be the dubbing the sandy frank dub for me is just <laughs> n- non-stop golden laughs and um i i know this movie can be taken seriously i just don't Why? i don't feel like it should it's <laughs> just like it is a hoot to sp- <laughs> To borrow a phrase from from <laughs> Maya and, and Justin's original areas of the South there. Hoot, hoot nanny. It's a hoot and nanny. Yes. <laughs> or uh, maybe even a hoot and a holler. Uh, it could be. Uh, it could it be could a hoot be. and a holler. And um, so the dubbing. And then I really like the production design on um, on Terra. Like, I think that the way that the... Which one was Terra? The planet. The planet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the alien city, Smooth. Justin. Oh. <laughs> That's a, the production design of the alien city. The one with covered with glitter. Yeah, but it's like, you know, orange and silver and flashing lights and weird those, sounds those and magical those magical rocks exactly you know, the glittery blink, blinky and lights every yeah I, I love the whole thing the whole so, underwater portion awesome. too of the planet oh that's good too yeah, yeah. the mountain dew river the smoke i mean blood pouring out of gamera's <laughs> face yes <laughs> <is> good stuff ah <laughs> uh, so any any final thoughts on this you guys i mean other than just people need to watch it if they right. haven't seen I, it yeah i was gonna say for some bizarre reason there's someone who listens to this podcast that hasn't seen this movie then uh just do yourself a service and go out and go out and buy it actually and watch there it over are and over several again. versions of this film too on dvd like we watch the shout factory version there's the msc3k version and then you can even buy like the super mega cheap version i think it's the aip dub which is still fine and good and you know still in, you know includes the whole film uh so <laughs> yeah if, if you have a netflix streaming the mst3k version is on the netflix so oh, right on it's a it's a it's it, i will watch it so if you missed that if you missed out on that you definitely need to, need to check this movie out uh 
final thoughts justin awesome okay (laughs) and uh (laughs) i'm wordy yeah final thoughts for me would be this is my favorite of the show gamera series and um i've spent more money and uh time watching and uh buying things from this particular installment than anything else in the gamera series and um i'm okay with that i'm totally okay with that uh we did get some user submissions in so let's hear how those went jason thinks that this movie is one of the better gamma movies from their early run the action is ex- really yeah, keep going just keep going. their acts their the, <laughs> nope now it's just ruined the action is excellent and there is plenty of it he loved the varieties of moves in quotes employed by the monsters in those scenes especially the final move to defeat garon it was hilarious and cool all at the same time the battle between gauss and garon early on was also good it painted Garon as a new class of evil as he slowly and gleefully cuts down Gauss. That scene is terrible. Uh, he didn't say that. I'm ad-libbing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We can uh, do that. We're allowed. We're allowed. <laughs> I, I hold the paper. Uh, the children, now a staple of Gamera movies, were annoying but made <laughs> only more so by the incompetence of the aliens. In fact, all of the adults seem more than a little incompetent. However, that seems fairly standard for kid-focused movies. The kids are the ones empowered to defeat the enemies. In a lot of ways, this is a very early type of Pokemon formula. I choose you, Gamera, with the children cheering on their monster. For the camp and entertaining fight scenes, Jason would show this to non-Kaiju fans, but it is better in a group. He's pretty confident this is the best of the early Gamera movies, and would even rank it with some of the Godzilla movies of the time. Gamera vs. Giron is one of Ron's favorite Gamera movies and thinks it's pretty much the best representative of what the Showa-era Gamera movies have to offer. From the flashbacks to the other Gamera films, which thankfully don't last as long as those in Veras, to the children being central to the story, this one takes all of the elements of the previous films and seems to roll them into one. The alien silhouettes with the blinking yellow eyes used to freak him out as a kid, and when they're revealed to be beautiful women in strange costumes, they're up there with the best Japanese alien invaders. Ron likes their little capes most of all. Gamera just casually flying through space with his arms in front of him really further separates him from Godzilla and establishes him as a giant flying superhero like Superman. Of course, the scenes where Gamera does gymnastics and Giron dismembers Gauss are some of the more memorable mo- bleh, memorable moments in the series. Ron likes the ge- uh, the Giron isn't content with just decapitating Gauss, he has to chop him to bits and laugh about it, which always cracks him up. On a closing note, Ron would like to add that he really likes the way that the underwater sequences looked, almost like a psychedelic fish tank with its bright colors and alien sea anemones. Mark notes that as far as monster movies go, this one was pretty cheesy. He saw it a long time ago as a kid at his grandma's house. At the time, he really didn't understand or care about the plot. But watching it now, it makes him wonder what the budget was for the early Gamera movies compared to the Showa-era Godzilla movies. He found the aliens in this film to be kind of funny because they wanted to eat the kids' brains like zombies. Gamera vs. Garon is a kid's movie more than anything else, but the monster fights weren't that bad. As a kid, Harold never knew how many Gamera movies there were or in what order they were filmed, so the only way he classified a Gamera movie was how clean are Gamera's teeth. So this movie is a relatively clean-toothed Gamera film. As an adult, it strikes him that uh, though Gamera's teeth go from pearly white to terribly yellowed between movies, the suit overall doesn't have any major changes to it. He thinks this goes to the fact that the Gamera design is really well done, and he likes the saber-tooth-style teeth. 
the backlit eyes, the angled shape of his face, and the tapered shape of his shell. Harold loves the distinct roar and seeing Gamera spin like a top with actual blue flames bending around him. It's one of the coolest things he's ever seen. It's iconic for Gamera. Though he enjoys the newer Gamera trilogy of movies, he doesn't know if this look trumps the classic look for him. As a kid, he remembers thinking, they spray-painted Gauss silver? And he's a space Gauss now? Huh. Gauss was, and still is, his favorite Gamera foe, so though it didn't like his, he didn't like his look, he was glad he was in another movie, until the fight scene with Giron. As an adult, he can see why the fight with Gauss had to happen. Giron needed to look like a really tough monster, and completely dominating the fight made him look like a worthy opponent, regardless if he looks a bit funny. Watching the fight, he thinks about two things. So the inside of a Gauss really looks like a red velvet cake, or purple cake, as we <laughs> determined. <laughs> purple velvet. Purple. Uh, and also, did Gauss, did Gauss's severed head really just cluck like a chicken? <laughs> Funny, but man, that's bad. As a kid, he remembers thinking, is that a number two pencil camera grabs onto <laughs> when he... Is that a number two pencil Gamera grabs onto when he does his jungle gym high bar rotations regarding the final fight with Giron, even as a kid? He knew it wasn't good for the bad guy to have a missile stuck through his head. That's Seriously, just common sense. I, I just love that scene. Um, that's, it's, it's a good battle tactic, especially because the kids suggested it. Anyway, uh, that, that had to suck. As an adult, he looks at the fight and also thinks about two things. The aliens shoot a missile towards Gamera, and it's revealed that he already has one in his hand. Is there some footage on the cutting room floor explaining that? He also wonders how many times did uh, someone have to throw a severed-in-half Giron carcass in the air after he explodes. He can imagine the discussion on set. Cut! You threw him too high, and he went out of the shot. Cut! He's spinning too much. He's not a juggling pin. Cut! He hardly made it above the smoke. Cut! Uh, That'll do. (laughs) All in all, he really enjoys Gamera films, and uh, they certainly have a big nostalgia factor for him. With this movie, it's not his favorite, but it's enjoyable for a few laughs. Tom recognizes that Gamera versus Giron has its faults, but none of them are in the design and execution of the Kaiju Giron. A knife-headed, scaly quadruped of slice-em-up death makes Giron one of the most inspired Kaiju designs ever committed to film. He especially likes the way the makers of the suit use sparsely placed scales on the skin of the suit to show that Garon is scaly, which is similar to how Captain America's scale armor was depicted in the comic books. Favorite scene in this movie is the battle between Garon and the Space Gaius. So violent, so one-sided, so bloodless, and yet it seems like it is kid-friendly. I don't know, I'd call it bloody. I'd call it bloody. Purple blood. I think maybe he meant bloody. I think maybe. Maybe we have a... Yes. Maybe blood soaked. <laughs> it's very Conan like. Yes. Anyway. There are better Gamera movies from the Showa era, but none of them have a, an as unique have as unique a kaiju as Giron in them. Also Giron's design makes for a great costume for infants to wear. Hey, that's true. Yeah. I know that uh, firsthand. Interesting. Oh, crazy. Thanks for noticing, Tom. Anyway, uh, Christopher has watched Gamera vs. Giron many times before in the MST3K format and stubbornly did it for this month's Daikaiju discussion film. He loved and laughed at the movie since it was obviously a kid's film, but also loved it for the dubbing. The woman who did the voices of the aliens and the moms was hysterical. Cornjob, I mean, Konjo, is obviously the comedic relief and did a darn good job of it, too. The special effects were very cheap, 
what with the styrofoam, but what was really funny to him was the uh, fact that the stairs were visibly seen in the crater. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yes. Uh, and the painting of the spaceship was funny too. You can see the bolts on the wall. But the music was light, bubbly, and cheerful. And uh, anyways, this is overall an enjoyable film that is perfect for any occasion, except maybe a funeral. Thanks, Christopher. Unless that funeral was for like your turtle. Or, or for Space Gauss. Or, or for, yeah. Or Giron. Uh, anyway. Or aliens that want to eat your brain. Yes. Oh, poor Bar- Barbella and Flobella. <laughs> anyway, thank you everybody for submitting your Daikaiju discussion homework. I really appreciate it. And there you have it, our Daikaiju discussions for this month. Thanks to Heather for coming out and uh, helping me with those discussions and the user submissions. And thanks to Justin as well for watching the film. And uh, don't forget that our next film is going to be King Kong versus Godzilla. I did a little bit of uh, playing around with the uh, with the list there, specifically, um, and you'll hear this in in a second. But uh, specifically because we're going to make this month all about King Kong versus Godzilla, and you'll you'll um, this next month, April, you'll hear all about that in just a little while. I think we're just going to go ahead and um, move into the Kaiju Cast news. United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. So seriously, there is really only one big giant major news announcement, uh, and that's um, unfortunate news, as it were. SciFiJapan.com has an article uh, about... Media Blasters Godzilla vs. Megalon release. This is something that we've been sort of talking about for the past few months. And unfortunately, it looks like it's true. The Bare Bones release is going to get a release, uh, to use that word many, many more times than uh, necessary in one sentence. It is going to get a legitimate DVD uh, production release. And unfortunately, I did not see anything about the Blu-ray in the article. Hopefully, I'm not overlooking something. And uh, they'll have some information forthcoming in the following months about an actual Blu-ray release. Uh, I know they were looking at a bare bones thing, so that looks like it's going to happen. Apparently, August 14th is uh, the date to look for that on DVD. Now, the bad news for me is I'm not going to be buying that because I already bought the uh, Madman Australian DVD and so I'm just going to wait for the Blu-ray edition to come out. Apparently, it is going to be released sometime soon. It's just we don't know when that is. Toho has to approve, has to approve of all of the, uh, the extras. The second bit of news is that Comic Book Resources has posted an interview with uh, Dwayne Swierzynski. And man, I am really sorry if that is not how you say the last name. It's... Um, Got one hell of a uh, one hell of a spelling there. Uh, anyway, they have an article on their website that is basically an introduction to the new Godzilla series from IDW, and uh, they posted that online, I think, today. And uh, you can check that out. Not only does it is it an interview with Dwayne, but it is also it also contains a five page preview from the comic. Last but not least, just in terms of news. Famous Monsters of Filmland, the revived magazine that has been published recently, will come back with another Clash of the Kaiju issue for uh, number 262. 
And uh, it has a very, very lovely cover by the very, very talented Bob Eggleton. Um, guaranteed to give kaiju fans of all ages uh, a gigantic nerdgasm. But it's basically a cover featuring Godzilla fighting Gamera. You know, something that we've seen in covers on G-Fan before. But this is uh, this is Bob's work, and it's gorgeous, I have to say. Uh, keep an eye out for that, or go ahead and pre-order yours. I'll have a link in the show notes to this and all of the news items in uh, this month's or this episode's entry of the KaijuCast news. And uh, let's move on to local events. So we don't have a ton to report in local events this month, and uh, but we're going to go ahead and start off things with this very weekend in Seattle is Emerald City Comic Con. Always a very fun comic book convention, and um, I will be there along with the whole KaijuCast crew. Not to do any interviews this time, but um, actually, well, we will be recording an interview off-site because we don't want to get in trouble for that. But uh, we'll be there to enjoy the convention itself. And, you know, it really is a fantastic convention. This year especially, I'm very, very excited to potentially meet uh, some of my, some of the people I've looked up to for a very long time. Uh, John DiMaggio and Billy West, who um, do voices on Futurama and Billy West. Ugh, I could go on and on about how much I love his voiceover work and um, voice acting. But I'm not going to do that because we're talking about monsters here. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking to Bonnie Burton, who is a big Godzilla fan and also a big Star Wars fan, a big crafter as well. And, um, you know, there's some cool stuff going on at the con. I invite you to check it out at EmeraldCityComicCon.com. Now, I will say, if you are in the area, if you're anywhere near Seattle and you're interested in going to Emerald City Comic Con and you listen to this show, you should definitely go because uh, not only is the show amazing and worth the money and worth the ticket involved in in getting into the show, uh, we are going to have a listener party slash dinner slash get together, whatever you want to call it, uh, Saturday night at 730 at the Tap House Grill, which is just down the street from the convention center. If you're interested in checking that out, I've got a link. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to the Facebook event in- invitation. But I made a reservation at the Tab House for 15 people. And basically, it's a, it's a chance to come out and talk to KaijuCast people. And um, if you're interested in being on the KaijuCast, I'll definitely sit down and record a little segment with you and uh, talk about your own fandom and what you like and what you don't like about Godzilla movies. It's is really sort of a benefit and uh, I actually, like we said in the episode, we were driving up to Seattle. Uh, Jeff and I were driving up with um, Tiger and my girlfriend. Uh, we said this was sort of a kind of a, a bonus for anybody who listens to the Kaiju cast who might want to be on the show. So we'll record. We'll bring our recording equipment and uh, and it will be in a future episode on April 3rd. Uh, at 7 p.m., Portland Geek Trivia happens once again at the Kennedy School. And uh, there's been some changes to the rules. So if you're a frequent visitor of the Geek Trivia, make sure you check out their Facebook page for that rule update. Uh, Not like you probably need to worry about it. There's really only a couple teams that need to worry about that rule. Uh, Luckily, my team is not one of those teams. Anyway, uh, Portland Geek Trivia, always a fun time. 7 p.m. at the Kennedy School. Get there early if you want a good seat. And uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next local event. Our next event is actually, uh, it's additionally at, um, or on April 3rd. This is Excalibur Comics 
Avengers vs. X-Men launch party with Matt Fraction and C.B. Sibulski. And that's happening at Excalibur Comics on Southeast Hawthorne at 8 p.m. I'll have a link in the show notes to that as well on August. That is totally not the right month. On April 6th at 10.30 p.m., Court and Fatboy present their midnight movie for April, Boogie Nights. Obviously, this is not a kid's movie, uh, but that doesn't matter because you have to be 21 and over to attend, and that is at the Baghdad Theater once again. Now, the next big event is actually a multi-day event, and this is um, the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, which takes place between April 12th and April 15th here in our fabulous city of Portland, Oregon. Um, Now, you might be saying to yourself, "Uh, why are you talking about the Bridgetown Comedy Festival? Well, first of all, I like to laugh, ladies and gentlemen. I like to enjoy myself. Uh, Comedy helps me do that. I don't go to a lot of comedy, but the Bridgetown Comedy Festival is basically like Essentially, it's like a giant convention of comedy. Uh, they have a lot of great people. And um, uh, to be perfectly honest, the main reason I'm doing this is to uh, uh, let you know that my cousin, if you're local, and he's not local, but if you're a local person in the Portland area, you should definitely go out to this because my cousin, Hampton Yount, is going to be performing during the whole comedy thing. Um, I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be picking up an entire weekend pass, which I'm actually very excited about. Um, and hopefully he'll be staying with me and, uh, I'm, I'm not going to have him on the show or anything, but he's very, very funny. He does have some very geeky stand up bits. And, um, that is a little bit of promotion for my cuz only a couple more events here to promote. Um, but this one's very important. And I was talking about it earlier in the show. Uh, 2012 marks the 50th anniversary of King Kong versus Godzilla. And um, on February 24th, the Hollywood Theater, the same place that I held the 50 Years of Godzilla Film Festival, is going to be showing on one night only, one showing only, King Kong vs. Godzilla in 35mm. Not only is that going to happen, and it's going to be amazing, as you can watch like this gigantic kaiju battle royale, essentially, uh, I'm going to be standing up and saying a few words and providing some stills and promotional materials, uh, specifically thanks to Ed Gojuseski. I'm going to mess that up again if I say it that way. Ed Gojuseski, I believe is how you say that. Anyway, he's a longtime standing member of the extremely awesome kaiju fan fandom, and uh, he's provided some cool things for us to check out. If you're in the area, I highly suggest you buy your tickets early, Dan Halstead thinks it's going to sell out. He's the sort of, he's the new artistic uh, director there. And he thinks that the show is, you know, the day of the show, at least tickets will not be available. So I'll have a link in the show notes to that, where you can buy your tickets to King Kong versus Godzilla at the Hollywood theater. And last but not least, uh, least, sorry, I've had a couple of beers tonight. Uh, April 28th and April 29th, holds the Stumptown Comics Fest here in Portland. And um, this is an independent comics festival convention, if you will, that's uh, always a very fun time, especially for me. Uh, I like I like meeting local talent and, and talent from around the, the continent. Sometimes I think they might actually get people from other countries, but primarily it's just here in the U.S. Indie comics, you know, this is sort of a scene that I, I hold dear to my own heart. Not that I'm an indie comics creep, comics creator 
but that uh, I'm a huge fan of the do-it-yourself DIY sort of thing, and um, I'm just I'm just very appreciative of everyone's efforts. So last year they moved the convention to the um, Oregon Convention Center uh, before it had been the, the DoubleTree Hotel, and it was it was okay. But moving it to the Oregon Convention Center was a huge, huge deal, and it really, really showed. Um, not only is the convention happening, but I think that the podcasters here in Portland are going to be doing some kind of cool um, thing, let's just say, hopefully interviewing people, hopefully uh, broadcasting some stuff. So keep your eyes open for that. I'll have a link in the show notes to the Stumptown Comics Fest website. Huh, you know what? That pretty much does it. Those are our local events. Um, the only announcement I have is uh, if you were listening to the last show and uh, you were sort of on the fence about getting a T-shirt, you know, the T-shirts that I can't show online, um, they're they're really good. They turned out really awesome. Uh, just email me information about what size you are, and I'll tell you a little bit more about the t-shirts. Unfortunately, it's just one of those things I can't share the image. So uh, these are for the true KaijuCast fans. This is why I'm only only pimping this during the show and not uh, posting it on Twitter or Facebook or any of that stuff. And uh, actually, I kind of expect you guys to not, not do that as well. Don't post your t-shirt images on Twitter or Facebook or any of that cool stuff. Um so yeah, email controller at kaijucast.com if, you, if you're interested in a t-shirt that has the KaijuCast logo on it. Um, this month's Daikaiju discussion is for King Kong versus Godzilla. And uh, I think that you should get your homework in before... It's mm, a very short week. You need to actually get your homework in before the 21st of the month in order to get your thoughts, questions, and reviews included in the next episode of the Kaiju Cast. Uh, once again, we're watching King Kong vs. Godzilla, and if you're interested in sending in your homework, send that to controller at kaijucast.com with a subject heading of Daikaiju Discussions. Now, that is literally the last thing I had to say. If you found the Kaiju Cast through iTunes or some other podcast directory, and you want to check out the website, see what we're all about, just point your web browsers to kaijucast.com. Not only do not only do we have every single episode of available and online for you to peruse, there are some other blog postings and um, the full list of Daikaiju discussion films. I also just posted an uh, like an actual page that has an episode list of every single episode with a mini synopsis of what that episode is about. If you'd like to get in touch with me, the email address you can use is controller at kaijucast.com. We're also on Facebook. Uh, check us out at facebook.com slash kaijucast and Twitter, twitter.com slash kaijucast or at kaijucast. Anyway, uh, we're on the social medias, man. Cutting edge, all that good stuff. A lot of discussion does happen on the Facebook page in between uh, episodes, so make sure you check that out and like us there. I think that's the terminology we're using these days. Um, yeah, if you if you have anything you want to talk about, feel free to email me. Uh, if you have any re- musical requests, make sure you send those in before the next episode, and I'll try and play them as long as it's Godzilla or giant monster related. And um, having said that, I think we're literally going to close out the show. Hopefully, I'm not forgetting something. Uh, we did have one final request, which is actually from Heather. 
who had to leave, but she really wanted to hear the Gamera march from this movie, Gamera vs. Giron. Uh, we will see you later this month with our Daikaiju discussion episode. And until then, Jamata. Oh,